Welcome to Your Life, Your Purpose, a show dedicated to helping you live with greater power and purpose in your life by taking action. Action. Now, your host, a man who needs no introduction, Brandon Allen. All right, so I want to welcome everyone to the Your Life, Your Purpose podcast here on buildyoursoulpurpose.com. This is Brandon Allen, and I am excited to bring you another great podcast this week. Uh, We're going to keep it management-centered. We're going to keep it management-focused this week. Um, And I was inspired by an email that I got from a client uh, very recently, earlier this week, in fact, um, that talked about insubordination. And what do we do with an employee who's insubordinate? And what does that really look like, right? So when I talk about insubordination, I'm talking about uh, a number of different things. Maybe an employee who talks back, refuses to do what they're supposed to do, is defiant, uh, always gets defensive when you confront them, and also the employee who gives you the cold shoulder um, when they're in your work environment and they come in for work. Those people who you can tell that are purposefully ignoring you and not interacting or engaging with you. And so all of these different things can be deemed insubordination in the workplace. Now, our common reaction to this is to think, oh my gosh, those SOBs, you know, I give them a paycheck, um, I help them and do all these things for them. How dare they treat me this way? Um, I'm going to fire them. This is, an, this is an outrage. And what I have to say to that is I totally get it. I totally understand and I've been there. Um, it's hard when you have someone treat you that way when their job is to come and support what it is that you do in your world of work and you compensate them for that. Now, uh, you may own a business or you may be a manager, so maybe you're not the person who writes the check, um, but you're someone who's responsible for their well-being and and how uh, and and their performance on the job. And so this can be very frustrating when something like this happens, right? Um, and, and it's hard to understand. It's hard to wrap our mind around how that would happen because chances are if you're a business owner or you're a manager and you're someone who's in this position, you're someone who's already proven to be a real value creator and someone who probably in your mind wouldn't think of doing that. Um, you know, you may not think of telling your boss no to something unless it was something that was just completely unethical. And so for, for this to happen, it may be completely foreign to you and you may not understand that. But, uh, the first thing that we have to do in this situation is we have to really assess what does this really mean when a employee lashes out at us and they talk to us in this particular manner, or they are very disrespectful or they shut us out. It seems like real destructive behavior, and it's that kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face type of behavior that's a real head-scratcher. But the first thing that you need to do is kind of step back and assess, what does this mean? And so here are some things that I've seen and experienced when when I've been, when I've been faced with these types of situations with employees. And the, the first thing that I want to uh, have you try on is when we have an employee that acts like this and treats us in a disrespectful manner, 
what we have to do is, is 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 assess how well have I connected with this person and how I how have I been able to do that yet? Because most of the time, when we run into a situation like this, it's a connection issue. It's we haven't connected with this person. And when I talk about connection, what I'm really talking about is trust. And when your employee trusts you, or and and look, I'm talking about employees here. But you could apply this type of scenario to a number of different things from relationship with your spouse, a relationship to your boyfriend or girlfriend, relationship with your kids, a lot of different things. This could be applicable to a lot of different things. So we're talking about this in the context of employment, but you could you could apply this across a lot of different things with regards to relationships. But this is a trust issue. And it just means that they don't trust us yet enough to really engage us in a healthy way. And so they may have some walls and some issues that they've put up. And it may be fair and it may be unfair. You know, if you're in a new position or if this is a newer employee, um, you may not have had the opportunity to really build that trust. So for you in that situation, the question becomes, what can I do to help overcome this issue? How can I break down these walls and really connect with this person in a healthy way? What does this look like for me to really get this person to trust me? Now, in other instances, you may lack trust because maybe you said something at some point in time that violated their trust and made them feel unsafe in the workplace. Now, sometimes we do this um, unknowingly and we may say something that quite quite frankly just violates their trust and they may not feel safe, whether it be sharing certain feelings or however that is. So we have to be really mindful about how we react to certain things and how we react sp- specifically, as I, as I struggle with that word, specifically when people are sharing in a group setting. Sometimes... Um, We'll tear someone down in front of a group, and you know maybe we didn't mean a lot by it, but it kind of puts them in their shell, and and now they're reluctant to really be authentic and real in any kind of any kind of important situation, and so they withdraw. And so you know we have to take a look at that, and and for those situations, uh, you know this is a, and we'll talk about this in a second uh, about what to do about that, but. You know, we have to assess what the situation is. Is this kind of a a newer situation where, uh, you know, I just haven't had the opportunity to to assess that? Or is this something where, gosh, maybe I offended this person or maybe I said something that caused them to not feel safe? Because it's important as a leader to make the people around us feel secure and safe and that we're going to support them, even if we don't always agree with what they're doing, and even if we don't love how they perform, that's okay. But we also need to make sure that we confront that in a really healthy way. So, how do you know what do we do about this? So, we've got this issue, and maybe we've discerned maybe some meaning around that. So, what do we do about that? And, and the first thing that I would suggest here, and and this is really hard for some people to do, but. I want to confront the issue head on and I want to get real about it. You know, I don't want to have the 800 pound gorilla in the corner of the room that's always just, you know, makes the tension, you know, very heavy in a room. It's, it's really awkward all the time for everyone involved. I just want to get right out in front of that 
as soon as I possibly can. And I want to sit down with the person and let them know, hey, for whatever reason, I've recognized what's going on. I've recognized, you know, whatever your reasoning is, I've recognized that you've withdrawn from me. I've recognized that, hey, when I ask you to do something, you've got a snide comment for it every single time. Or, hey, when you said that such and such thing out, you know, sideways out of your mouth, you know, I caught that, right? You know, some of those things can entail, you know, I get business owners who tell me this all the time where an employee will give them shit about taking time off or how much money they make, right? And nothing makes me more angry than hearing that. Because right there, that's an employee who doesn't respect what it means to be a business owner or even what it, what it means to be a manager and be accountable to other people. Um, they don't really respect that or understand that. And it makes me, you know, it gets my blood boiling. So I know how you feel when, that, when you encounter that. And I've had people talk to me like that in, in times past and and it's frustrating when you have people talk like that. So I want to get real about that issue, though. I don't. I don't take that lightly. If someone or lightly, if someone says that, if they make a comment off the side of their mouth, and I don't like it, look, I'm going to talk about it. And I don't care if they tell me they're joking or not. I mean, there's a lot of truth that's said in jest, and it's obviously something that's on their mind. So I want to get real about it and say, hey, let's let's get in front of this. And I want to be supportive about it. Uh, so when I get real about it, I want to confront. In a healthy way. And I've kind of talked about this before, but the first thing that you need to do is be supportive. Okay. So when I confront this person, I want to let them know, hey, I value you. You're a valuable member of the team. But then I want to state the issue at hand. That's step two. So step two, I'm going back to that and I'm saying, hey, um, this is what I'm noticing here. What's going on with that? Talk to me about that. And I don't want to, you know, this is where I want to leave this open. I want them to share what's on their mind. And if it's uncomfortable silence for a few minutes, so be it. I will sit there and wait until that person talks. The third thing I want to get to is like, I want to, I want to come to a resolution here. What do we need to do to solve this problem? What can I do to support you? What can I do to kind of break down these barriers? What, what needs to happen so that you don't speak to me in that manner? Because I can't have it. Okay, and that step three is really addressing how are we going to solve this problem? Okay, now this is a problem they need to solve. You don't need to take this on, but I want to work with them to kind of figure out how do we come to a common ground here. And then the fourth thing is follow up. So I want to check in with them, see how they're doing. And hey, you know what? When, when you have a conversation with this and you notice that someone's behavior changes for the better, this is a great time during the follow-up stage, which is step four, to really appreciate them changing because that's not always easy and and acknowledge them for that not necessarily in public like hey you know i i hated how you're being disrespectful you're doing a really great job you know i mean don't do that in a team meeting but pull them aside and just say hey you know what i've noticed that you're doing better and you're trying harder and i appreciate it i appreciate you and i appreciate your willingness to change and your willingness to be a team player and it's important it's important to acknowledge that person and and really um, let them know that you've noticed that they're doing better because that's going to reinforce that you care about that truly and they're gonna and they're going to want to do more of that. So th- that's that's the first thing is really confront that issue. Um, so 
this is a this is a situation now though once you have this conversation and you want to build trust and connect you've got to look for ways to connect what is the common ground what are the things that you can do um, one of the things that I do with employees is uh, is a set of 10 questions that I got from the book first break all the rules by Marcus Buckingham um, I call it the strengths builder and I can't I don't know why I call it that I don't know if the book calls it that or, or where I got that from maybe I just thought it sounded good but the strengths builder allows me some insight with people that I work with. And one of the ways that I want to connect with people and let them know that I got their back is I want to find out what their goals are and I want to help them work towards their goals. What I want people to know is, look, you don't work for my goals. You work for your goals. You come to work every day and you know what? If you want to come to work for me, I've had people work for my goals and really want to get behind me and help me, and I totally appreciate that. I love that. But in the end, what I tell them is, look, I'm here to create an awesome work environment for you where you can thrive personally because when you thrive personally, I thrive personally, and our customers thrive as well. And so it's a win all the way around. When I support you, you support me. We support the customer. Everyone wins. Uh, this is why when I talk about the 10 points to creating an amazing experience, the, the manifesto of total experience design, point number four is the internal culture is, is the caretaker of the external experience. Okay, If your internal culture is wrong, if it's broken, if it's toxic, there's no way that you're going to serve your clients at the highest level possible when that is going on. The internal culture is the absolute caretaker of the external experience. People ignore that to their own peril and they think that that's not true and they're absolutely wrong. It's absolutely false. So when you take care of your people and you support them, they'll support you and everyone supporting your customers and everyone wins. So this is one of those things with the strengths builder that I really figure out what their goals are, where they want to go, and then I show them that I've heard what they've said and I show them and demonstrate that I'm supporting that either by helping them get there, acknowledging certain things, or pushing them to be better in a certain area. Obviously, with their permission. Look, if if someone's if someone's gonna if I'm gonna push someone, I'm always gonna ask them, "Hey, do you, these are your goals? Do I have your permission to push you towards that result? Because I want to make sure that they've bought into that. Because I we I've certainly experienced this in the past, trying to push someone to a goal that you haven't gotten their permission to do, which sounds totally backwards, I know, but it can go really wrong really fast. And I know that, unfortunately, from personal experience. So this is something that you have to acknowledge. And look, this isn't a 100% foolproof plan works every time. You're going to have some employees sometimes that have some real deep-seated issues. They've got some problems, okay? We all have got problems, okay? But some of us have bigger problems than others that really affect the way that we interact with people interpersonally. And if you work in a service-based business and you work in, and you work in any kind of a team, you have to have your interpersonal game right. We all have interpersonal issues that we need to work on, but some people's interpersonal issues are debilitating to the fact that it, it creates a situation where they almost can't function properly in a team. And so... You may go through this process and help and coach them and support them, and they may still shut you out. And, and they, they may have a deeper issue that they need to work out for themselves that 
no amount of support or coaching from you is going to help them do that. And, and there are some people that, look, they're probably just unwilling to change. They just don't want to for whatever reason. And it probably points back to a deep-seated personal issue that they've got uh, that causes them to be that way. But in any event, if that happens and you really, uh, you've, if you've tried what you can to connect and get to know this person and really support where they're at, meeting them where they're at, because that's important. I want to meet this person where they're at and bring them along on my journey. Okay. I don't want to expect them to meet me where I'm at. I want to go to where they're at and I want to bring them along there. And, but if they can't do that and they're just unwilling to do that, at some point in time, you're going to have to recognize that it's unacceptable to talk about, to, to talk like they're talking or shut you out. And in that case, you're going to have to let that person go. Because here's the thing with productivity and here's the thing with a great environment. And look, I'm going to give those of you who are listening, who are coming to my workshop next week, I'm going to give you a little preview to the workshop. And depending on when you're listening to this, uh, I may have already done this workshop, but this is something that you know is just so true, and we're going to talk about it in my workshop coming up. But if you want to talk about how do we get product- productive and how do we really kick ass as a team, it comes down to having the people with the right attitude who are happy and willing and excited to go out and do their very best for, your, for the place that they work at every single day. And if you have unhappy people, who just want to mope around and be the the company Eeyore, then you got to get rid of them. You get rid of unhappy people, it raises the level of everyone else. I promise you. I don't know how many times, look, I can tell you with absolute certainty that when people get rid of unhappy people in their business who can't turn their attitude around, it always raises the level of everyone around you. So if you've got one of those Debbie Downers, the Eeyores of the company, look, help them. Figure out, go where they're at, walk them along the journey. But if they don't want to walk the journey, that's a time where you say, look, I've done all I can. I've tried to meet this person where they're at. They've got some things going on in their life that they're unwilling to really change or fix. I've got to cut. Uh, this is business. I don't want to. I don't want this interfering with in, the client experience or the customer experience. I got to cut this person loose and do what's best, not only for my customers but for the team in general. So, put that together. If you've got an insub- you know, if you've got insubordination, let me wrap it up here. Okay, first of all, we got to figure out what it means. Then we got to talk about what are we going to do about it, and then we got to overall we got to assess. Look, uh, is this is this working? And if it's not working, we got to make the difficult choice and we got to cut that person loose because ultimately. It's bigger than that one person, and you can't have this person dragging down your clients, your people, and everything else. You're, it's just too important uh, in, the, in the context of an organization and a team to let one person uh, be the, 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 the uh, parachute that literally drags you and creates drag and keeps you guys from really accelerating results. So... That's that's how I handle insubordination. Hopefully that gives you some insight. How do I handle this? What do we do? If you have other questions, go to the blog, buildyoursoulpurpose.com. Hit me up with a comment. Go to my comment form if you want to ask a private question. If you want to do a business assessment, check that out as well. I'll put the link here on this podcast. 
We can sit down, we can talk about that, and I can help you with some next steps. So I appreciate everyone for listening this week. If you enjoyed the show, if you know people who this would be helpful for, please do me a favor, share the show, bookmark it on social media, get it out there, email it to a friend, and tell other people about it. I won't be angry if you do. So thank you again for listening. This is Brandon Allen on the Your Life, Your Purpose podcast here on buildyoursoulpurpose.com. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic week.